have found a BBC podcast featuring your incredibly handsome host, Jesse Barney. And now, without further ado, here, me, go. All right, ladies and gentlemen. It is the second interview of the BDC podcast featuring Jessup Eleven. Jessup Sandoval, a friend of mine from Montana who works in media and is a YouTube creator and a musician, songwriter. We're listening to one of his groovy jams right now. You can find his music on Spotify, Apple Music, and everywhere else. Also, he's doing a very interesting thing with his YouTube channel by gamifying it and giving cash rewards to those who participate by engaging with his channel and sharing and commenting and going on an amazing scavenger hunt, which there are two clues hidden within this podcast if you are on the scavenger hunt. And if you're not already on the scavenger hunt, it's time to get on the trail. And without further ado, here is Jessup. Should, should I do a quick clap or something? Yeah, I'll do that really quick. So here we go. Well, you won't be able to. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got it. I got a recorder. So go for it. You do it. Okay, ready? Yep. There you go. What, do you want one more? There. Second one for safety. And I'll do one just for fun. <laughs> so, bro, Perfect. we haven't even... We, we just got on. Welcome yeah. to the BDC podcast. Thanks for having me. We just got on the phone while we were setting up our gear like madmen. So here we go. Jessup Sandoval at Jessup11. Correct. Uh, we've known each other for a number of years. Uh, we've both yeah. been in media and worked around each other and been like in, in the scene together. You're in Bozeman now. I'm on the West Coast being nomadic. Tell us what you're up to because you're, you're doing some interesting things. And uh, what I've seen on your YouTube and what you've been doing with your, your uh, marketing through other channels with that has been cool. So I, I just want to know, give us the overview. What's happening? I would say... All my eggs are in the YouTube basket. Uh, and then doing some music as well. Music is going to be, I think, a slower grind, but obviously will benefit from creating my YouTube channel. So originally, I, I, I would say the bulk of my income came from being hired to film for businesses, artists, venues different i did weddings like typical videographer type stuff and i've always made content and little vlogs for myself and around my life and stuff like that and now thanks to covid giving us all a little extra time i i thought like i'm just gonna go all in on youtube and really create my own content my own channel and do some really fun cool things and and figure out a way to use that to give back to people as well um so you're very focused on the video content very very focused and, and and you see right now youtube as still the number one video content platform for you um yes and no so i think youtube is not going anywhere where like some people think it is but i think all of them have a viable way of making it 
uh, turning it into an income because Facebook allows you to monetize videos. Instagram now allows you to monetize videos. TikTok allows you to monetize your content. So just to say that YouTube would be the only video platform to do that, uh, I don't think that would be accurate. However, YouTube has been the one where creators have been able to make a living on YouTube. And so right now I just feel like that's where I'm putting my energy towards that. And obviously all the videos and all the content that I'm creating can be recreated or re-edited or re-uploaded to these other platforms. But right now YouTube is where my head is going straight to right now. So you still see it as the the pinnacle or the best for what you're doing specifically? I do. Um, Let, I, I ask that because yeah. this podcast and me being a designer, and I don't know if you listened to the first one or, or not, but it's to be centered around this question of design. And what I mean by that is the things we make make us in return is a common statement out there in the design world. It's it's the whole concept of empathy and what we build builds us back. The space that you build, it informs how you move around the space. So looking out, like you're clearly thinking a lot about what you're doing. And you're, as was evident in your first video of the scavenger hunt, which we'll talk about. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so having that question in mind, like, what am I designing that's coming back and how is that going to inform the future? What, what are your thoughts on that as far as YouTube and, and video content? Like, where is it going? What, what is maybe the, a longer tale, like look out 20 years, 40 years? Honestly, I don't know if I've thought 20, 40 years that far, especially with YouTube. I mean, platforms come and go. I think understanding how to make a name for yourself or to squeeze your way into any of these platforms is something that can be repeated once you understand the foundation. Giving people value, creating community, like doing the things that actually build people that care about what it is you're doing, creating really good content. I don't think the platform matters really obviously each one has a little bit of their own kind of method and and the things that work on like instagram stories don't necessarily translate to what would be viewed on youtube i'm also learning that a lot of people watch or they enjoy watching youtube on their tvs because you have it built into smart tvs you have it built into apple tvs so thinking about there's a potential of people that might watch it from their tv and then you also know that people are watching it from your phones. But when it comes to TikTok, like the only people who are going to watch TikTok on their TV are the ones that get that Samsung. I think it's a Samsung, the vertical TV that rotates. I saw that for the first time last weekend. But it understanding the platform vertical video, for example, like if you know that you're going to upload something on IGTV, there's a higher retention on vertical video so as much as like people want to hate especially like videographers and cinematographers people in film they want to hate on uh vertical video it's kind of just like understand your platform and the numbers don't lie when it comes to retention on vertical video so i think just understanding the platform is like a fraction of it but understanding like creating 
good, compelling content and then keep on doing it, being consistent. Those are the two things that, you know, those things that like it's going to apply to all the platforms. So what I hear you saying is that it's the interface of the interplay between the two that you have the creator and then whatever platform you have, the platform is informing the filmmaker how to uh, relate. And distribute, really, you know, because the content could be the same, but the way it's edited and the way it's published will be different. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing like this that we're recording right now. You're recording this as a podcast, but it could also be broken down into other pieces of content. Where this is most likely going to be listened to is Spotify, iTunes, wherever people listen to podcasts. There will be a select few of people that watch video on YouTube if you were to have a video version of it. There's going to be a chunk of people that, um, just like what Gary Vee and anybody else that has very successful podcasts, they make little tidbits that go on Instagram and they... There's so many different things. The content is the same. Like we would just sit down and do the same interview, but you can take different pieces and form it to the platform. But again, the content's the same. And as long as you're making something that people want to consume, the platform isn't going to determine the success of it. It's how you distribute it on that platform and make sure you have good content. Uh, And I love what you just said there that it seems to me, and I'm doing this in my own life creatively, the more that you can create one piece and then that piece can become multifaceted or multidimensional and can take on so many different forms from one thing. And I think that artists have a hard time with that, that they want to create a different thing each time because we always want to feel creative. So it feels like drone work sometimes to make a really brilliant piece and then spend all of your time cutting it into a million different products. Yes. However, you know, the pessimistic artist uh, hates everything and thinks their shit doesn't stink. But (laughs) the thing is, is I look at it even differently. Like, okay, cool. Anyone can make just this one little piece, but now how can I make a piece that I'm actually thinking about it's going to be broken up into multiple things. So like recording an intro during doing something, if I record an intro uh, for the YouTube version and then it's like, I know I'm going to edit part of this footage for a TikTok, make sure that I have an intro that's relative to TikTok, just paying attention to that stuff and coming up with concepts and things that you're like, all right, how can I mass distribute this? Because the more it's mass distributed, the more it's going to funnel into the different places that you want people to be funneled into. And yeah, I mean, I almost look at it as a bigger project of, okay, come up with a concept that is going to be good across all platforms and different forms And, you know, what is something that's going to be written about in the news? What is something that is going to... I'm just thinking of all of those things every time I'm making anything now. That's exactly the point is that what we've designed, bringing up vertical video is a perfect example because it's revolutionized filmmaking. I mean, if you would have told filmmakers 20 years ago that they were going to be using 16 by 9 vertical, they would have told you to go fuck yourself. (laughs) For sure. Uh, and, they, and there are filmmakers right now who are vehement as well, you know, that are like, I won't do it. 
these video groups of people complaining about it. And I'm just like, man, accept it. <laughs> like it does. The numbers don't lie. I mean, even just as a viewer, a straight up viewer, if I see something that is filmed actually vertically and put on IGTV or my stories, it looks fairly natural because you're just so used to your phone at this point. Well, and I would like to point out what that does psychologically is it allows you to see that the creator cares because the creator took a moment to go, I got to film this vertical because I want the person who's going to be viewing it to be looking at the best version of this. That it takes a little bit of like, you have to imagine your audience and get outside of yourself and not be so ego and, and, and do that in order to connect. Right. And that, and that's what makes the connection work so well. It's, Taking it a step further for your audience and, you know, it's like doing those things so that you can give value to your audiences. You want to remove the amount of steps that they have to take to get somewhere. So if you're like asking them now to rotate your phone, now to do this, like each time you do that, it's an ask. And if you're not giving anything in return, and that's one thing that I've been talking about a lot recently is just, you gotta give before you're asking. And, and we as creators don't even realize we're asking people to take their time to watch our content. So what is the best thing that you can do to give them? A, make great content. Make something that you know is going to keep their attention and like just do the best you can. I'm constantly thinking about i mean this video that is releasing later today which probably is already out if you're listening to this I'm it's assuming. been out for a couple um, of weeks by now for sure because <laughs> this is and maybe up to upwards of 30 days but definitely within the next 30 days this is going out so yes so the video is out amongst a bunch of other videos at this point i'm hoping this video though like i sent it to people and i wanted direct like give me every little piece that maybe didn't hold your attention or was weak and as hard as it is because you get emotionally attached like especially when you edit it and then people are like all right take that out kind of like but it took me 15 hours but i think understanding your viewer and your audience and that you're literally trying to make something that is worthy of their time uh, it goes a long ways and they'll start to understand it and see like, holy shit, you're putting in a ton of effort. I mean, even the sound design in these videos, they're so unnecessary, but so great. So, <laughs> And speaking of that, this is really the reason that we got here and we're on this interview right now. You recently launched this new marketing campaign for your YouTube, which is brilliant. I think I don't want to take credit for it though. I mean, there's it's very it's been done. It's been successful done. YouTubers for sure. It's been done, but it's it, it takes courage, and it takes also some wisdom because you could really fuck this up, right? <laughs> uh, and, Indeed. <laughs> right. So so you're walking a fine line, and you got me with the clickbait. Okay, you you did it. The twenty five thousand dollar giveaway, right? Cool. And and so yeah. I clicked through, okay, and, and I went to the videos. My first impression right away, and again, I've known you for a, a long time and known you're a creator, but I haven't really seen you and your work. I, like, I never tuned into your YouTube channel or, like, I wasn't aware, you know, and now I'm, yeah. now I'm like, oh, I wish I had been, 
you know, um, because it's not about the $25,000. And whoever gets it, awesome. That's going to be great for them. You know, and it's a really cool thing that you're doing. And it's a really great, like, community building exercise. Just one thing to throw in there. The $25,000 is not the only, like, it, there's going to be way more money. The $25,000 was only the first, like, catch. I, I'm on a mission. I want to give a minimum a million dollars a year away. So You're on a mission to give a million dollars a year away? At minimum. Well, that is a good spot to take a quick break and hear from one of our lovely sponsors. We are Barney and Fox, a duo of hashinistas with a passion for old world cannabis concentrates. Follow us on Instagram at Barney and Fox to join us in our quest for the best hash and hash knowledge in the world at Barney and Fox. B-A-R-N-E-Y-A-N-D-F-O-X Website coming soon to a mobile device near you. And we're back. And remember, Jossip was just telling us that he is planning on trying to give away a million dollars this next year. Okay, so see, we haven't even heard this part, and I'm glad that this is coming out 30 days from now or two weeks from now because you're probably unveiling more and more of this intention as you totally. go. Yep. Uh, but, but the point is, is that as I clicked through and then I watched your content, I was like, Oh my God, this is really engaging and fire and like everything that's happening. Like I felt like here's my new old buddy. Like I was like, like here's Joseph, like where the fuck have you been my whole life type of a vibe. That's how I felt. And so, and then you, you saw the comments and the stuff as I kind of rained in on you. And then now I've watched like five, six, seven, eight videos of yours that are uh, your dad is amazing you going and hanging out with your dad <laughs> and you just doing different things and having fun and showing your life and not only doing that but on top of that the content itself just in the filmmaking is fun the green screen work the cutting the sound effects the animations and the, and the graphics that you bring in uh, it, it's really quality shit man and so uh, I really you. just want you to know that that's why we're talking here today, because I see a creator who's doing something that you might feel like others are doing it. But in our world, it's unique and cool. Yeah. Well, not, I mean, I know others are doing it because I'm hyper focused on the people that are like at equivalent level that I see I could get to. But I mean, in reality, like there is not a ton of people that. I just know from sheer how much work I put into this, I already know that there's very few people that are willing to put the same amount of work I'm putting into it. So how so, much work goes into an episode? Um, I would say this, so this last video has about 50 hours of editing, just editing. I'm up super late 
and I'm constantly working. So it's just, it's what I want to do. It's, it's what I am doing. And so I put everything into it. Well, that's, it's evident. Thanks. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how did this start from the Genesis? Like where did the filmmaking thing come from? When did it start? How did it get rolling? Yeah. Um, I'd say when I was somewhere around 10 years old, like my, my dad had always kind of filmed us. My mom, like we had a camera, um, just a little like super eight actually wasn't little. It was pretty, pretty large at that day and age. But, uh, we filmed kind of everything. And as I was a kid, I just kind of got used to having things filmed. And then about 10 years old, I connected two VCRs together and started editing by hitting record on one and then like would run the tape and just kind of started editing that way, not knowing that it was like editing and created our own videos. We did like dirt bike videos, snowboard videos, um, just kind of the typical things you do. That's gangster, dude. (laughs) <laughs> that is gangster. You were like taking the tape out and putting it back a new tape in and then like hitting record and then and then stop yeah. and then taking the and then ejecting the tape and putting a new tape in and editing that way? Yeah. <laughs> How so old were you? I, like I didn't know like 10. Oh um, my god. You know, like I had no idea what editing was. So I didn't even know it was called editing. I was just like, I wanted to make a movie and me and my friends were making a movie. So we And you just figured did. out how to do it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's like the the key to life is just if you can figure something out without knowing how to do it or having directions. That's typical dude thing to say, right? (laughs) I don't need the directions. But yeah, I mean, that's just been my life is like figure it out and it might not be the way that you should do it. Or I mean, I feel like I'm going about the YouTube thing different than a lot of people normally do, but just figuring it out and what what do you mean by that what what's different i think just the like again the sheer amount of energy i'm putting into it uh i would believe that the really top creators are also putting a lot of energy into it as well but um just for the sake of most people on youtube you know, I'm, I'm going all in. I'm, you know how many people have said that was a crazy and terrible idea to give away $25,000? Yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> I totally... Uh, I uh, when, when, yeah. when you launched that, I was like, every person that knows Jessup is like, you're fucking stupid. Yep. Not me. Appreciate it. <laughs> it's weird. Like, I literally have zero doubt in my mind about this working out. Like, none. Good for you. Yeah, I, like, I, I wish I could say that, like, yeah, there's there's days where I, I dude, there's nothing. Like, I know 100% this is going to hit a tipping point, and it's just going to blow up. And I'm not saying that because we're on a podcast or anything. In my alone, by myself, I believe that that much. So, Speaking of alone and by yourself. Yeah. Where do you live? <laughs> I live at a cabin in the mountains uh, between Bozeman and Livingston. So, <laughs> Like way in the mountains. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's way in the mountains, but yeah, I'm definitely in the not mountains. Not for Montana, it's, not way in the mountains, but yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for other people that would be listening to this, you're a mountain man. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I don't see my neighbors 
Like I can't see another house. I mean, I I can, but it's miles away. And, and you have bears up there, I assume. Yep, we get bears. We get. You, do you have pet bears? Like, are they that close? Okay, we have to cut in and take a break for a second because it's time to give the first of two clues. And here it is. It's a statement. There is an art to finding 7715. I'll say it again. There is an art to finding 7715. That's the first clue in the scavenger hunt. Good luck and happy hunting. Now, let's get back to talking about Jessup's bear neighbors. Are you close with your bear neighbors? Do you do you get along with your bear neighbors? <laughs> um, I mean, one one I, I love it when they come but through just because it's so cool to see and it just reminds me of where we are. Obviously, like I'm not petting them. Anyone listening, don't try to pet a bear. Uh, good advice. It's good advice. If you're going yeah. to Yellowstone uh, this in the next year, if that's even allowed, do not pet yeah. the bears <laughs> or the buffalo or the wolves or anything else. And the hot pools are not for bathing. <laughs> Seriously. Um, we've seen mountain lions, deer regularly. Like at that point, at this point, they're pretty much pets. Um, elk come through here not often they they tend to stick on my neighbor's property but very rarely come through ours uh we've had wild turkeys what else moose big moose there's a big giant moose that hangs around here that's scared the crap out of me on my runs a few times but yeah i mean we're we're in the mountains it's the wilderness how much snow do you have right now since it's uh november 17th that we're doing this interview it's come and gone uh, you know, in typical Montana fashion, October we had a massive storm where we had tons of snow up here that you'd have thought was full on winter. It was probably the most snow that early I've seen. Um, but now, like today, I think it's supposed to get in the 50s, so it's clearly melting a little bit. But um, I would say around end of November, around this time, like we're gonna we're gonna start piling on snow. Yeah, it's happening. I, I've been watching it. For one of the first times, I'm glad I'm not there because I just can't take that snow anymore. I low-key want to leave. You low-key want to leave? <laughs> yes. I'm not not a... Man, I, I grew up... I was born in Jackson, Wyoming, and I've been in this snow for just so long that... Uh, I love it. It's beautiful. Seven to nine months of it is way too much i agree 100 percent. and living this lifestyle in the mountains is, is 10 times the work it's 10 times the snow it's like i have i would say a mile that i have to keep maintained and plowed me and my neighbor share the responsibility of that and it's just like it's, every year goes by and i care less and less <laughs> Right before this call, I just had two cords of firewood delivered to my house. <laughs> so the rest of the today, I'm stacking firewood. I know exactly what you're going through up there. I I lived in <laughs> Quinn Creek, which is oh cool, which is just yeah, over the hill further. from you. And yeah. I had the same thing: private road maintained by the by the residents. Everything was done by us. Wood, water, you name it. 
yeah scared by elk and oh the moose when i was riding my motorcycle one day going up the road at night and the moose it like jumped over me it's, that's what it felt like but uh, <laughs> your your memory dramatized it a little bit but uh, <laughs> i'm sure yeah yeah so you know i know i know that and and it's interesting because it does have its own set of difficulties and added things to normal life that you don't normally have that a lot of people take for granted. Totally. Honestly, like I've, I've done some self-reflecting and trying to dive into why do I live up here or even just uh, I do a lot of things that you would think are, are just like crazy and why would you do that? For example, I ran 472 miles in the month of April. I take cold showers. I've done like no sugar challenges for a while. I, I, I do five day water only fasts, try to do them quarterly. There's a lot of very challenging things I do. So going back to like, why do I live up here? I think a lot of it was to build toughness, to build a uh, mindset where like, I know I can do hard things. I know I can do things that push me to an insane level that very few people push themselves to and it makes me impenetrable to anybody else's opinions because I can sit without any social media or anything I can sit in my on my own up here in the mountains and go like holy shit I'm kind of a badass because I accomplished this and those are the things that I've struggled with depression when I was younger and struggled with anxiety significantly Literally, when I was 16, I tried to kill myself and was had to be hospitalized for a week. And I really dealt with depression. And I can confidently sit here and say now that I don't really deal with it. Like, of course, I get depressed at times or have those moments. But how I bounce from that is so different than how I've ever done it. I can honestly say that like everything I've done and all the work and putting myself and, and like toughening myself up literally has combated all of that. That's amazing, man. I'm, I'm glad you made it through that and that you have this new mindset. For sure. Yeah. I mean, that you, I, I feel like uh, adversity builds people. You're a hundred percent correct. Uh, I myself am in uh, the middle of that adver adversity. So I, I'm, uh, I'm in the, the bottom of the bell curve of the dip personally, but I, I know exactly what you're talking about and, and have that same mindset myself. That's part of what this podcast is for me. It's me doing things that are hard. Yeah. You know, uh, I found that producing the first two was very difficult. Uh, the last one that I did proved to be difficult because I realized wow, what I'm asking myself to really do is like write a 20 minute song, you know, because as yeah. an audio engineer and a sound designer, I can't help but like hear everything that's said as a mood and like start adding effects and start doing things. And, and you know, the same thing, you just described yeah. it uh, uh, minutes ago where you're just saying, I put so much work into it and I'm realizing each one of these podcasts is going to be a lot but it's also what creates the attraction and the fun of it i think a lot of people don't realize how much work 
doing any of this stuff is. You know, it's like you see a YouTuber and you're like, oh, yeah, that's what I want to do. You see a podcaster, it's like, yeah, I got it. And I can't tell you how many times people have asked me, like, hey, I want to start a podcast or I want to start videoing and uh, what gear should I get? My first answer is, you got a phone? Like, yeah. Like, use that. Because the thing is, is it doesn't matter what you have. You need to figure out whether or not you're willing to invest the time in doing it and being consistent. Because if you're not, don't even, don't buy anything. That'd be the dumbest thing you could do is buy something oh cool you got good audio but you never record on it exactly and and uh i've fallen prey to that myself and bought all the gear needlessly (laughs) but you're you're doing it now right yeah i mean i have a very stripped down studio compared to what i'm used to but in a lot of ways it's more powerful than it's ever been yeah so it's the same thing and i think what you're saying is a very important message to all creators is do what you can with what you have And it's about showing up every day and also realizing that the quality of your gear does not dictate the quality of your content. You can tell a riveting story through your iPhone on IGTV live. Yeah. You can do it. And if it's riveting, people will listen and people will share it. It's the way it works. It's the way that we are. And if they don't listen and they don't share it, the hard lesson is, your story's not riveting or the way you told it's not riveting and you need to change that. I was having this conversation with my mom the other day and I was just telling her, honestly, the things that people don't realize that I need to work on and build a skill is communicating. It's, you know, everybody's like, oh, cool, you you learned to make videos. And it's like, I've actually put way more energy into learning how to communicate. Like I read books and I I consume educational things on communication more than I have ever done for video editing. I mean, like video editing has just been me pressing buttons and figuring it out, but I legitimately have studied and tried to figure out what is the best form of communication. And then I hold myself accountable for not people, people aren't listening to me or people aren't doing this. I, I don't ever blame anybody else or any audience or It's how can I get better at communicating to where they will receive it in the way that they're communicated best to. And that's, I think, something that leaders and bosses really need to understand. I've worked with people that complain about millennials don't listen or millennials don't do this. Um, I think think, uh, what you said right, right there, the way that they are communicated to best. Meaning you have to you have to put yourself in their shoes which is hard because people see themselves in someone else's shoes. No, you have to remove yourself and you have to really understand where they're coming from and what their language set is in order to go, oh, so if I use that word, you don't understand it. So I got to change that word or I got to change that phrase or I got to change that posture. They just don't know. It's the same thing if you go into a foreign country They don't know your country and your culture and your language. You have to know theirs. It's your responsibility. I think there's a lot of skills that go into creating that people aren't thinking about. And it's like, oh, I need need to have great equipment and great video editing skills. And it's like, I would start with communicating. Because if you can communicate with people, man, you can take over anything. People will sit and listen to your live stream of nothing if you know how to communicate. (laughs) Exactly. 
with that in mind, who are, yeah. what's your, like right now, when you think of uh, communicators out there, you mentioned Gary Vee earlier. Yeah. Who's the top communicator just to you, like that you look to as a model that you're like, that person's doing it? Um, I think Gary Vaynerchuk is a, a huge, great example. Ironically, I think Donald Trump knows what the hell he's doing with people. Like he really knows how to communicate to the, the people that support and follow him. And as much as, like, I, I don't think it doesn't matter which side you are on. I think everybody agrees, like the marketing skills that this guy has obtained throughout all his stuff is insane. He knows how to keep people talking about him. Whether you love him or hate him, you're going to talk yeah, about him every day. It, as crazy as it sounds, I think uh, Donald Trump is, is somebody that I think is doing something right in whatever it is he's doing, which is a weird thing to say. No, I, I, I think that that's okay. You know, it's it's politically, you know, you don't have to love him or hate him, but you, I think that we should be honest with the fact that he's the master of propaganda, dude. Oh, my God. Like, that's... And that's why he's gotten to the place that he's gotten. Like, n not just any Joe Schmo is going to become president. Whether... You, again, it's like whether you like him or hate him, how the guy ended up there is just... It's a it's a masterpiece of media. It really is. It's yeah. a, it's a it is an opus. What he's done as a as a media guy to get where he is. You can hate him, but even your hate is confirming his opus. Yeah. The like aha moment for me was when I realized that more of my liberal friends were sharing Donald Trump posts than my conservative friends and that was the click of like holy cow, they're spreading his message significantly more than any conservative that's or supporter of him. And he knows that too. I know he's just, he plays that like a uh, fiddle. He, he, he's, I'm in awe of it, honestly. I, I, and I'm not a Trump supporter and I don't like him. Yeah. I, like I don't like <laughs> I, him as a person. Um, and I'm okay with that. I don't have to like him. I don't have to like everybody. Some people yeah. I just feel are dirtbags, and, and that's okay. They can be <laughs> dirtbags. It's totally fine. Um, but I am still in awe of him in his orchestration of manipulating people who hate him in order to spread his message faster than anybody on the planet. It's yeah. masterful. It's It's pretty crazy. So, but yeah. So who um, else? Who else? Like besides, we have Gary V. We have Trump. Let's get one more top communicator today. As far as like YouTube creators too, there. There you go. Mr. Beast, I think is is super brilliant. Um, Mr. Beast, I, I've always watched Casey Neistat, and there's this new kid that's been coming up on YouTube, and it's very similar to all of the things that I have thought about doing, and he's doing them. And so it's almost what is like lighting a fire, but this dude named Eric Decker, Arak, A-I-R-R-A-C-K. Arak is what he goes by on, oh. um, on like YouTube, but his real name is just Eric Decker. Oh, okay, cool. And so, yeah, I mean, like I've been doing YouTube and I've been doing a lot of the things for these videos for years, but right now, um... I've seen a, a shift and it's like being influenced by people like Mr. Beast and uh, some of these other big creators and like seeing Eric 
do what he's doing, it was just kind of like, cool. Watching this guy grow over this last year from like thousand subscribers to 700,000 subscribers, it also gave me hope in the sense of like, you can still make it on YouTube. That's awesome. And same with Mr. Beast. Like Mr. Beast is at 45 million subscribers at the time of us recording this. And uh, I mean, just to grow to that level of subscribers and not starting when like PewDiePie started, it just goes to show you that you can literally grow something massive on this platform if you go all in and, and do you know, have that ambition of continuously growing and getting better in higher numbers and taking a little bit of the emotion out of it and looking at it analytically and tweaking it to get better every day. So speaking of that, let's get back to your YouTube channel. But before we do, let's jump to another sponsor. All right, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for the baddest neck gator mask COVID preventer that you've ever seen? Look no further than BDC Hard Goods. We have the disease preventer that you need. In every color, black, black and black, blacker than black, white if you like it, Orange, blue, red, all the colors. Visit barneydesign.co forward slash hard goods to get yours today. BDC Hard Goods. The hardest goods for life. Thank you to another of our wonderful sponsors, BDC Hard Goods, for keeping the lights on. And now we're getting back to how you can get involved with Jessup's YouTube scavenger hunt. Speaking of that, let's get back to your YouTube channel and what you're doing right now, which we touched on in the beginning of this conversation. And I mentioned the $25,000 giveaway and yeah. that there is a scavenger hunt. But tell us a little bit for those of us who haven't heard or haven't seen your videos yet. And they're going to go looking for this content afterwards because you're telling us that you want to give away a million dollars a year. So now these people want to go figure out how to tap into this, right? So first things first. Go subscribe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. At J-U-S-U-P-1-1. Yeah, exactly. It is the most fire content on the internet. I'll stand by it. <laughs> I think so. That's, that's... I think so. I Like, video-wise, video, video wise, for sure, man. I, 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 I haven't seen something so... I don't know. It's like, it's like the everyday man, and yet this epic filmmaker that's untouchable like it's it's beautiful it's it's really great i can't wait for you to watch this uh this video today it's i think it's on another level for sure so what am i doing tell, uh, tell us about tell us about the scavenger hunt tell us about how it started yeah 
and and what's going on currently right now like what's what's not going to be a surprise i mean i think yeah there's there's constantly surprises every day i'm coming up with something new to to add into i mean i mean Uh, a uh i mean a uh you don't want to reveal anything so basically i came up with this idea of like I feel like it'll motivate people to be a part of my channel by giving money away. Like that's just the the most transparent way of explaining. Like, yeah, I, I felt like. Um, so where are you at, at right people. now? Where did you start? How many followers did you have? And where are you at right now? So about two months ago, I was at I'd say 150 subscribers. I mean, it was like bare bare bones. And how um, long have you been that way? 150 subscribers i would say it took like three or four years just to get to 150 subscribers and there's lots of videos on there my facebook going back to the platform thing i put a lot more energy into facebook because it was growing significantly like i'd get 40 plus thousand views on videos but they weren't monetizing. I figured out how to get people in Bozeman and, and Montana to share things very easily if you made uh, made them relatable, make memes and things that I know that would resonate with people and then they just wanna share it. And it's so much easier to share things on Facebook. So I put all my energy into building Facebook. I, I wouldn't say all, I, I split my energy between Facebook and Instagram and then like threw the videos on YouTube too, but never actually like drove people to my YouTube. So if you go on there, you'll see like a hundred and something videos, but I would say the last like five videos are the ones that I'm, I'm going in a completely different direction where there's, so there's scavenger hunts in every video. Every video I've had, people have found the clues to the scavenger hunt. I've sent them money or like, I had Honeydew, they're a pillow company. They sponsored one video and they allowed me to give away three of their pillows as prizes just to the top three people who found the clues first. There's also a side channel called Secret Videos and it's all private. So every time you solve the clues in my main channel, then you get revealed a video from the secret channel where it gives you insight on like what's to come, how you can have an advantage in the uh, scavenger hunt. So the people that are being built in this secret video group where only these people have seen this video, these videos, like they're going to have this leg up. It's encouraging people to get really, really close to my content that's kind of what I'm doing with that. And I started another channel called Leftovers, which is going to be just short, really fast clips of bloopers and um, things that are more nonsensical, just funny, fun moments that are very easily digestible and footage that doesn't make it into the other videos. So having multiple channels that then I can take somebody from one video to the other video to have to find clues I just felt like it, it's a fun way to get people engaged and the response I got after the first scavenger hunt was incredible. Like just how many people thought it was fun. Even the ones that didn't win just were messaging me like that was actually really fun because I went and looked for something. It just became more of a game. So six weeks ago, you had 150 followers on YouTube or subscribers, I should say. Something like that, yeah. And you launched the first video of the scavenger hunt. 
but you didn't really tell us that it was a scavenger hunt in the first video, if I remember Correct. correctly. You said we had yeah. to wait one more video. Yeah. Okay, so then the second video came out. Now we're on the third, if I'm correct. You're coming out with the fourth today, or this is the correct. third yeah. today? This is the fourth. So I'm correct in my timeline. Now you have close to 1,000. 609. Six well, 609. Okay, so you've gained yeah, 450 plus followers in six weeks. Yeah. So you've, you've outperformed yourself like a, 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 a 10,000 fold or some crazy thing. And I think it's going to continue that way. Like YouTube growth or any type of growth in general is almost exponential in the sense of like once it starts getting that traction, I then have YouTube's algorithms help pushing me. I have people's word of mouth pushing me. Just the sheer validation of going on and like, holy cow, this person has this many subscribers. I should be a part of it. It validates it. Um, all of it compounds to a point where it just becomes exponential and it's funny because I know it's going to blow up. There's going to be a tipping point and I already know people are going to say, oh, who's this overnight success? It's like, I've been doing this for years, homie. Which but. circles back to what you said earlier that you see these people who are out there and you're kind of like, you see PewDiePie or you see Markiplier, you see these big guys and you kind yeah. of just, it feels like they are just there, like they were born there. But right. they weren't, dude. They, like, even those guys, those guys hustled for a long time, and they're multifaceted, and and they did a lot of things that led them to the point of being able to communicate so well. Yeah, I mean, PewDiePie, literally, the quality of his videos are they're garbage. Like, they're not that great as far as uh, quality. I mean, for years, it was like looked like a 720p webcam <laughs> but the thing is is that's not what drives people to him it's his personality it's the way that he talks and communicates to a mass number of people that is attracting these people it's not the quality yeah the quality in content but the quality of the video it's not what people are there for right and so it's similar with you getting back to you you're, so you're, you're, See, I'm doing you're, the opposite though. I'm trying to put so much quality and like all. I'm trying to do both of them. When, well, you're an authentic like filmmaker taking... though, so it's different for you. Yeah, he's not a filmmaker. Right. Um, you you are coming at it. You want to show off a little bit. Yeah, you want to show also, off. But I'm also hiring people. Like I want to start delegating these things. Um, I just talked to a guy yesterday and supposed to talk with him again today of trying to bring on a full-time editor to help another creative director and somebody I just hired. Uh, I made an offer to a guy to kind of do business manager stuff on this and help with a lot of the tasks and reach out to sponsors and the monetization side of all of it. Uh, a full-time employee. So I look at this as a huge business and there's a way that we can create a big business, give people jobs, have an insanely fun lifestyle to where work feels like vacation and also give back to a ton of people watching. So That's amazing, dude. It really is. Yeah. So you're in the midst of this right now. You've seen rocket ship success already. And before we go any further, it's time for the second clue in the scavenger hunt for this episode. Swimming and swimming and 
you're participating in the scavenger hunt that's a snippet of the new song rome you know what you got to do if you're not participating go check it out on all streaming platforms christmas day and you're definitely going to want to get hip to the scavenger hunts otherwise you're missing out okay listeners friends family if you've made it this far and you've listened to everything that's going on well first of all hopefully you're having a blast because it's been incredibly fun to make these episodes so far. And I'm very excited for what's coming because, as I said before, I'm only going to get better at this. However, that's not the point of this. The point of this is to say, a month ago, Jessup and I spoke about how Jessup was hoping to reach 250,000 subscribers by this January. Now... We have gone 30 days, and he has gone up, and still, just like we talked about in this conversation, he is astronomically beating his past records. But it's very interesting that in the times that we live in, that this man has figured out a business plan to make giving away money in a game show fashion uh, show and he's not getting more engagement. So, A, if you're listening, get involved. It's really fun. I'm involved, and I'm trying to get other people involved clearly uh, as I've made this whole episode about this. Uh, And not only get involved, but B, we also want to know what you think about this whole thing, about the game, about the rewards, about the scavenger hunt, about joining in, about how to build community. So if you feel so inclined to let us know what you think about what's going on, please feel free to reach out to us, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you want. We would love to hear what you have to say. And we appreciate you joining in so far. Here we go. Regardless of, you know, you're, you're not near the scale of millions, but in comparison to what you've done, you've found immediate change that you've been able to make. And you're designing the future of your channel and you're designing the future of your community and the people that are around you. And to me, looking at you doing that, it's inspiring. It's inspiring to see you be so genuine. It's inspiring to see you use money as a clickbait thing to get people into a real human experience that's so far removed from money, which is also a really just interesting thing to do. And so what goals do you hope to reach? Like say by Jan 1, 2021, we got a a month and a half left or a month and a couple weeks. 250,000 subscribers. Yeah? Yep, and I will uh, give away that 25,000 immediately the second we hit 250,000 subscribers. So wherever we are in like that, that'll be the catalyst where I'll give $25,000 to one of those subscribers. And that's just the tip of the iceberg, as you're saying. You have a plan here. 
I'm also giving away money and things along the way. Like I just got my hair dyed. I like I gave a thousand dollars to the hairdresser. I surprised her with a thousand dollars after dyeing my hair as a tip and it was to prove to people like I'm legitimately giving money away and we've talked about we're going to go downtown and give some money away. I might even travel to different cities in uh, Montana and just give some money away. Okay, so who's the investor? Can you be transparent about that? Is it something you can speak to? Who's investing in you to start this? You? I got a loan. So yeah. You got a loan? (laughs) I have to pay it all back. Yeah, I have to pay it all back. So you're bootstrapping this. Oh, yeah. And I believe in it that much to have the confidence of like, I know that it's going to go on a straight up risk. I think that should tell you something. (laughs) This is beautiful because this is a beautiful close to this conversation. This is going to come out in two weeks to 30 days. So it's going to be out by Christmas for sure. Cool. We're going to be able to hear ourselves talk about a month from now. A month from now, but today, right? Right, right. So that's kind of meta, but we're going to see where the real thing, I know it's going to grow. I think you can, I think you can hit it. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Like you said, there's a tipping point and I'm surprised you haven't hit that tipping point already. Um, Not because of the money again, but because of all the other aspects to what's going on. I think the gamification of your channel is brilliant. And I, just for a second, do you intend on continuing to gamify? Oh, yeah. Kind of forever? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. So sure. This is never going away. Like, we'll, we'll always use it. I mean, it's fun. It It is obviously taking way more work, but oh, my gosh, it's so much fun to, like, think of a, what can I hide in this video. Uh, I'm hiding clues in videos now that aren't even relevant until, like, three videos from now. So I'm thinking if you subscribe, I can promise you that this isn't going to end. We're going to give money away and it's going to just keep bringing you fire content. It's going to be a a lot of fun along the way. 100%. And so we're going to be able to listen to this. People tuning in. The timing is like, I feel like it's important for what you're doing. Yeah. So here's the thing for any listeners, if we're not anywhere near it, that is, this is a call to action. Let's like rally these last few days, week, however long we have left and get as many people. Let's hit this. It's worth it for everybody. I promise. Ladies and gentlemen, Jussup Sandoval at Jussup11, J-U-S-U-P-1-1. Go subscribe to him. Go follow him on every platform that you can find him. I also have music. If you want to listen to my music, it's Justice Soul. That's a new new creative outlet that I'm doing as well. We didn't even dive into that. You're right. Justice Soul, that's that's been a thing for a while, and you're making music, and you're making music for your film. and you're Just for other- a year. Yeah, so so Justice Soul has been just, just a year. So it's a fairly new endeavor. I haven't really made... I've written lyrics most of my life. This is the first time I've made music music, so... Well, the music is awesome, and what you're doing with it is awesome. And everybody needs to go tune into you. I know I'm tuned into you, and I'm not going to be stopped from continuing to be tuned into you uh, because you're so engaging, and and what you're doing is so human and so uh, real and genuine and fun. And it's just everything. You're doing everything on the Internet that I want to be what the Internet is. Yeah. 
that's the goal. Be transparent, authentic, and, and uh, fun. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I'm so glad Thanks that you're part me. of this first set of guests, which already has its own build as well. Like, it's the same sort of thing. Like, I feel we're a kindred spirits in that way. Like, I'm having conversion through this whole experience of making a podcast that's similar. And by the time the th you're out, the second guest, there's already going to be a ramp up to that. And then where it goes after that is just crazy because I'm on the same mission. I want to help people. I want to give to people. I hope that people listening to you and your story are inspired to create their own stuff and realize they got to grind and do their thing and they can create community and they can do all these things as well. Everybody must go follow this man because he's a beautiful man. Must. And he's doing beautiful work. Thank you. From sound to music to the filmmaking to editing. You're doing the camera work. You're flying the drone. You're running every rig. You're doing all of it. You're recording yourself. You're the man. And it should be inspiring to people who want to do something but feel like they don't have the resources. You're proving that you can get alone. You can build to this place. You can do it. You can overcome unsurmountable odds and create this amazing community that, and that can support you and what yeah. you love. Go follow Jussup11, and again, I'm gonna spell it, J-U-S-U-P-1-1. Definitely, you have to subscribe on the YouTube, and we're gonna go out with some of your music. How's that, bud? That would be amazing. Yeah, and the full song, we just let it play. You know what I mean? Cool. That's how I do it, the podcast, I don't cut it off. Oh, beautiful. And then the song just plays out all the way to the end. I'll send you Wasted then. And you're listening to Wasted by Justice Soul. I've been sitting here thinking about us. I hate that it's been on my mind. Something about it all makes me wonder. Yeah, could we just be wasting our time? Cause some days it's a perfect disaster Other days it's something divine The wave of doubt that slowly takes over Consuming every bit of our lives Some days it's a perfect disaster And other days it's something divine The wave of doubt that slowly takes over Consuming every bit of our lives Every bit of our lives, yeah Other days it's something divine 
Every bit of our 